Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. Today I wanted to talk a little bit about what it means to have life and death in the power of the tongue because I've heard different reports at different times over my life that made me just a little bit mm, question what our theology is around this topic and I think we oftentimes can fall under such a sense of weight that maybe isn't actually ours to carry. So let me give you an example. One of my family friends, um, their young daughter went through a round of childhood leukemia. Very scary. You know, anytime a child is so sick, it's really upsetting. But what the dad said to me at one point after she was out of danger and she's been in complete remission for years at this point, but he said, you know, six months before her diagnosis, I was driving down the road and I noticed the cancer treatment centers for children, um, which that building had never once stood out to me before. You know, when you're driving at your same normal pattern, you don't necessarily pay attention to each building. But he said, when I saw that building, I thought, oh my goodness, that would be so hard if you had a child who had cancer. And he said, I wonder if I kind of called it out by even acknowledging that. So that would be an example. Or I have a friend who is a nurse and um, at one point she dealt with a patient who died. But the thing that was frustrating was that professionally she could look at him and say, he went through a complicated surgery. Something isn't right. I can tell based on all of these different signs that something is not right. And so she went and tried to alert the different doctors and he advocated on behalf of this patient, but in the end, the man died. So then the question is, wow, did I just call out his death because I, I was speaking that this could happen and therefore it did? Um, the, the, another example, I'm going to use the humorous, maybe depending on your perspective movie home alone, where the really rotten child who, um, is the focus of the movie. He imagines, or he says, I wish you would all just disappear. And then the next day when they all flew to France without him, he woke up and was like, Oh my goodness, I made my family disappear. Well, you know, we might, that's kind of a humorous example, but in real life, we might at different times say, oh, this person is driving me nuts. I wish they were dead or I wish they were gone or something like that. Like, I wish this person was no longer cluttering up the features of my life. Um, okay. Can we all acknowledge that if we say something like that, that's not overly kind and that's probably not appropriate, but it's also very, very human to say if a person is causing me pain or irritation, I would prefer not to have that pain and irritation. So what does it look like then if we were to say something like that and then the person dies? Is that because of life and death and the power of our tongue? Was that a curse that we pronounced? So I don't necessarily have answers to these questions, but I do have um, thoughts based on kind of several years of just mulling this over. If you have additional thoughts or questions, I treasure them. Please feel free to email me, amy at workplaceprayer.com. I would love to hear from you. So in the first case, that of my friend who had the daughter who had leukemia, to me, I would say, oh, the Lord was maybe just preparing your heart to have already a heart of compassion and um, an understanding that this was going to be 
a, a hard road to hoe. But I don't think there was anything in what he said or did that would have, say, called out to cancer to come and rest on his daughter. You know, I think if that were the case, anytime any of us watched a documentary or a news report or read an article, whether it be about refugees or about anorexia, whether it be about drug abuse or um, inappropriate behaviors towards children, you know, any of these, it would be like calling out those things on us if we had sympathy for that. So yeah, that let's just completely say that is not at all what was happening. In the case of the nurse who was doing her best to advocate for the patient, again, to me, this is just a way of saying, I am actually here acting as the hands and feet and eyes of Jesus and seeking to bring health and restoration to a situation as best I can within the parameters that I've been given. And so to identify what is happening is not the same as causing that thing to happen, if that makes sense. Um, just like a person who notices bruising on the arm of a child is not the abuser, right? They're just the one who's identifying what's happening and then they can seek to bring resolution. So then what about this last category of these words that come out that are maybe not the most kind? Well, okay, first of all, there is always a solution. So not in the sense of maybe resurrection for those who have passed on, but in the sense of saying, I am not convinced that um, we don't have opportunity to seek forgiveness and resolution um, for people who have already passed. And so um, this was not unique to me. I did not come up with this idea. This was um, a gift, I think, from Judith and Francis McNutt, where to me, the way that it makes sense to me is to say, Jesus knows where every soul is in, um, in the universe or beyond the universe. And and he has a heart of compassion. And so to me, I feel like if somebody passed on and you did not get to say what you wanted to say, you did not ask them for forgiveness or you wanted to extend forgiveness to them and you just didn't get around to saying it, or maybe you didn't have um, a heart of forgiveness to them while they were alive. And um, I, I think it's probably okay to ask Jesus to carry a message for you. And so when that happens, I would say something like, Jesus... I had a heart of unforgiveness towards my mother, and I wish I hadn't, but I did. So for the ways that I contributed to a breakdown in relationship, I ask that you would forgive me. And Lord, I ask that you would, in your mercy, extend my request for forgiveness to her as well, whatever that looks like. And I thank you for that, Lord. And Lord, I ask then that you would pour out your peace and your forgiveness into me for my heart of unforgiveness. I don't want to be subject to the tormentor, and I would like to live at complete shalom and complete right relationship with every person, Lord, that I've ever been in contact with, and I thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. And honestly, to me, I feel like that's an okay prayer, even for those who haven't passed on, but you maybe have lost touch with. You know, if you had some kind of a major breakdown in relationship when you were in third grade, then go ahead and reach out to the reach out to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to extend forgiveness to this person that I knew all these years ago. And, you know, and then just trust that the Lord can kind of unsnarl all of those knots that he's that good and that powerful. Thanks be to God. I mean, it's such good news. I just feel like, how is it even possible that there's always a solution? It's so beautiful. So along with that, though, 
you know, it's interesting because Jesus talks about how um, don't fear the one who has, um, or, or kind of only fear the one who has the ability to put, to, to kill someone. I'm butchering the uh, actual quote and I'm walking in a place where I don't have internet, so I can't exactly give the exact quote and reference and such. But I think there's this part of saying, don't fe- like we don't actually have that much power in the world. Um, we have a lot and we can bless and we can curse, but at the end of the day, it actually is God who controls all things, right? He says, you don't even have the power to turn one hair white or black. So why are you worried about tomorrow? <laughs> tomorrow has enough troubles of its own. And so I think that idea of saying, I wish you would just disappear. Um, I, could we be more careful in our speech? Yes. Can we ask the Lord for help with that? Yes. Do I think that that has some sort of cosmic power and force to effect change in the world? I don't. But I also think you could bring that up with Jesus and say, Jesus, I need to hear truth from you about these words that I said, because I am in agony and guilt and shame over these words that I spoke without thought. So forgive me for these words that I spoke. And I ask, Lord, that you would set a watch before my lips that I would not be able to speak in such ways going forward. But Lord, then I also ask that you would speak to me clearly about these words that I said in the past. Lord, um, teach me what it is that you would say to me, whether you would Um, convict me, condemn me, or speak comfort over me. I just need to hear from you. And then see what he says. See what he says. I expect that you'll find that he's ever more gracious than you would possibly imagine. So thanks be to God. And thanks for listening. Bye.